God's Word has the capacity to transform your life from where you are to where you ought to be. Welcome to the atmosphere of grace and truth with Pastor Lockie David Nkuma, a podcast designed to unveil to you Jesus in a fresh and supernatural way, a podcast designed to unveil to you your identity in Christ and deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit, thereby causing you to live every day of your life as an overcomer. Now, let's join Pastor Lucky David Okuma onto this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm truly delighted to be reaching out to you, and thank you for giving me these access to your mind. I want to appreciate the feedbacks I have been receiving from the podcast every week. Thank you very much, and we want to receive more feedbacks from you okay my name is lucky david nkuma and i am your anchor on the atmosphere of grace and truth for past few weeks now we've been investigating the nature of god we've been able to consider god's love and god's holiness Today, we intend to make progress in investigating again another important nature of God as revealed to us in Scripture. But let's begin with a word of prayer. Our Father, to whom everything in heaven and on earth is named, we thank you because you're good and your mercies endure forever. Precious Father, As I communicate your word today, help me speak with precision and power. Save me from error in the name of Jesus. Grant the listeners understanding in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Let there be transformation, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Let me say these as we begin today's episode. The value that you give to God's word is the value that it will produce for you. The value that you give to God's word is the value that it will produce for you. The word of God is powerful. (laughs) But how powerful it will be will be dependent. I mean, how powerful it will be to you will be dependent how much you value it. I want you to understand that the word of God is capable of totally transforming your life from zero to hero, from nothing and to something. Okay, so like I said earlier, we've investigated the nature of God in terms of love and his holiness. Today, we want to look at another important nature of God that is revealed in scriptures from the Old Testament to the New Testament and it is what we call or what I have captioned God's mercy. Okay, we want to know what truly God's mercy is. Is this mercy conditional or unconditional? Is this mercy, can we benefit from his mercy? Or can we not benefit from his mercy? If we can benefit, how do we benefit? 
and so much that I believe that you would learn today. I hope I will be able to finish it in this episode. If not, I will continue also in the next episode. My Akka scripture for today is going to be taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 33, and verse 19. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will shew mercy on whom I will shew mercy. Praise God. Now, this is a very popular scripture. In fact, there are people that are not Christians or followers of Jesus Christ who know this scripture by mind, especially the part where it says, I will have mercy on those I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on those I will have compassion. In fact, the Apostle Paul repeated this statement even in the book of Romans chapter 9, okay, which I will later show you. But the point I want to begin with is that right from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the mercy of God is a significant part of his nature. It's a significant part of this nature. And from the anchor scripture we read, this was an interaction he had with Moses. This was an interaction he had with Moses. Okay, if you read in context, you realize that Moses had been having a back and forth, you know, interaction with the Lord when the Lord told him he wanted to move, he wanted Moses to move the tabernacle of witness from the center of the camp to, to outside the camp. Why? Because of the rebellion of the children of Israel. But, you know, Moses pleaded with God and said, if your presence does not go with us, do not allow us to live here. By that, he was saying that, why will your, why will your tabernacle of witness, which is a symbol of your presence with us, be outside the camp? Okay, you should be at the center of the camp. Why go out? And so, even though Moses understood the fact that the children of Israel were rebellious, he was, he was determined to ensure that God remains at the center of the camp. Wow, that is a very instructive truth, if I may digress. Who is the center of your life? God, the devil, or yourself? Moses was very meticulous to ensure that God stays at the center. And I think we should also emulate that too. Let's make God to be at the center of our lives. To make him at the center of our lives make, means he is also the focal point of our decisions and convictions. Right, so having understood that, let's now begin to go further. What itself is mercy? What is mercy before we say what is God's mercy? What is mercy? Mercy is an undeserved judgment or treatment. A judgment or treatment that you don't deserve but is favorable to you. I hope you get that definition. Let me repeat it again. 
Mercy is an undeserved judgment or treatment. But it's not just an undeserved judgment or treatment. It is an undeserved judgment or treatment that is favorable to you. Because of course you know that in life, <laughs> we would always get undeserved judgment or treatment. Sometimes, as the case may be, some will be favorable. And I must also say, some will not. Okay, some will not. So you don't call those treatments that are not favorable to you, either you know it directly or indirectly, we don't call it mercy. But mercy is an undeserved judgment or treatment, okay, that you don't deserve, but it's favorable to you. This is likened to sometimes what presidents of country do to certain criminals, okay? And you hear that the, 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 the president grants them presidential pardon. Wow. A treatment that they don't believe they deserved, but it was favorable to them. Now, if we just oppose that and say, what is God's mercy? So it does mean that God's mercy it's a judgment or treatment melted by God to us that we don't deserve, but it's favorable to us. Hallelujah. And of course, all through scriptures, we do see, you know, this signature of God's mercy towards people. This signature of God's mercy towards people. God mentioned out judgments or treatments that people don't deserve, but eventually it becomes favorable to them. All right. As we begin to learn more about this truth about God's mercy, I'd like to share with you something very, very important. And I think this has been a major source of misunderstanding in the body of Christ. When I was speaking about that there is a difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, indeed there is. And we must know how these words, this nature of God, function in both Testaments. And understand that God's love, I've already shared that with you, that has been consistent in both Testament. But of course, the expression seems different. I mean, the methodology of expression seems to be different. Okay, yet the intricate principle still to be the same. So the same way we want to understand God's mercy, you know, and understand it properly. All right, so let's move forward. When it comes to God's mercy, okay, when it comes to God's mercy or mercy of God, you know, people fall into two categories, okay? Or let me say that there are about two categories of God's mercy that you could be part of. If that would be simple enough to understand, there are two types of there are two categories of God's mercy that you will be part that you could be part of. Alright, the first one is where I just read in Exodus 33 and verse 19, where the Bible says, I will 
have mercy on those I will have mercy. Now, what that tells us immediately is that there, from that point of view, not everybody can be a beneficiary of mercy. That means those that will be a beneficiary of mercy are under it's a it's it's under the prerogative of God, who is the giver. Okay, so he said, I will have mercy on those I will have mercy. Now, who are those that he that are going to have mercy based on this category, it is based on the decision of God. So, and he is God, and he is sovereign. That's one of his nature. He is sovereign. So, in matters like this, you don't question him. In matters like this, you, the potter, uh, sorry, you, the clay, does not question the potter. Because he said, I will have mercy on those that will have mercy. Like I can tell you, these accounts... For so many things here on earth that sometimes you can't truly explain. Why is things working well with this person? And it looks as if this person is worse than this person. We can't always understand everything, isn't it? The Bible says here, I will have mercy on those I will have mercy. And that's the first category of those that can benefit from God's mercy. Now, the second category is seen in 1 Peter chapter 2. And now many of us are very familiar with verse 9. Very of us are very familiar with verse 9. Where the Bible says, We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We have been called forth out of darkness into God's marvelous light. A lot of people celebrate that part of the scripture and it is true but what i want to show you is where you probably have not focused on it's verse 10 a verse immediately after verse 9 the bible says who once because if you're reading it in context this choosing generation we are what once not a people he said but now they are the people of god who had not obtained the mercy but I've obtained mercy. Whoa. So the Bible is saying there are other set of people that are constantly under God's mercy. Why? Because they've already obtained mercy. So you see there's two categories. The category of those who I have mercy on those I will have mercy. And the categories of those who had already obtained mercy. Whoa, I'm already out of time today. Ha! Ah, so much to say. By the grace of God, I will continue in the next episode to create more clarity to this truth and see where or which category you fall into. I'd like to invite you if you want to accept Jesus Christ into your Lord and personal Savior. Say these words with me. I mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. I receive you into my heart. I believe you died for my sins. With my heart, I believe. And with my mouth, I confess Jesus is Lord. If you have said that, I tell you, and you say it with all of your heart, welcome to the kingdom of God. Until next time, God bless you. I love you and I celebrate you. I believe you have been truly inspired via today's podcast. 
Go and live out the truth received and your daily victory is assured. For prayers, counseling, and testimonies, reach out to Pastor Locker David Okuma on plus 234-806-680-46365. And to send him an email, send him an email on pastorlocky 2001 at yahoo.com God bless you until next time I love you and we celebrate you